What's up, guys? My name is Emerson, your favorite manic and melanated photographer. Hey, hey, this is Alex, or you can call me Peach, your local content creator and fruit enthusiast. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Faux Bros Podcast. Podcast. This is your go-to show for advice and experiences for content creators from two local photographers from the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. We also have our producer, Shane, and our writer, Juliet. Now let's dive right in. Emerson here, just to give you an idea of who I am and what I do. I started doing photography back in 2018 and recently began diving into videography. So I specialize in fashion portraits. Uh, The one quote I live by with my photography is, let your style tell your story. And this is Peach. My name is Alex, but Peach is a nickname, a whole story to that. But I've been a photographer since uh, 2014, started off with film photography, and I made a jump to digital in 2018, actually, and also do videography on the side. I do always tell people and always tell myself, always create, never stop creating. And uh, it's actually, it's uh, very common out there for in the creative community. And I, uh, I dabble with different themes and different photo shoots, you know, including fashion, uh, moody, street, nature, and so on. So with my photography, the gear of my choice is Canon. Um, There's so many different brands out there that you can use, Nikon, Sony, um, so many out there, but I choose Canon. And believe it or not, I was using a beginner DSLR most of my photography career until March of 2023. Um, most people did not even realize that I was using a crop sensor DSLR. Uh, my camera of choice was the Canon rebel T seven I, which, um, basically gets me to my next point. Gear is important, but I think the person behind the gear is a lot more important than the gear that you use. As long as you have the knowledge that you have of photography, you can make anything look great. So when I was getting started as a photographer, I was always like very self-conscious about my money. Um, These cameras nowadays are so expensive. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Dude, like for real, like (laughs) nowadays, uh, if there's one thing I will tell anybody who's getting started, look at, well, not really look at, go to your local used camera shop and buy a used camera. Most definitely. A, a beginner starter DSLR. I would say you start out with a beginner because, I mean, I'm I'm using a Canon R6 right now and it was like learning a brand new language because it's a pro level camera. I was using a T7i until March of 2023 and like going from crop sensor to straight up full frame mirrorless uh pro level camera it was insane um but even with the t7i like i got a lot of great pictures out of it and i was kind of stunned because a lot of people like judged me in the beginning for using what they would call cheap gear and I was always like, listen, I don't think there's such a thing as cheap gear if you know what you're doing. Yeah, cheap, if anything, cheap is yep. the way to go. Like, like it's yeah. just everything that is works for your budget. It's like, you know, efficient. It just does the job, you know. Like, it's always, always start small. Like, I started exactly. with my iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, even before that, like, I had my film camera. But, like, you, you know, that's like, that's how I got the experiences for 
everything. Exactly. Like it starts out with your shutter speed, your ISO, uh, your aperture is really important. And the one thing that I did in the beginning, which I kind of, (laughs) I kind of laugh at right now. I used to do always like the auto mode aperture priority and stuff like that. (laughs) Those were the days. (laughs) Yeah. I I was just like, oh man, these, these photos are killer. And then I, and then I went into manual mode and I was just like, whoa, the hell am I doing? How do I I have freedom here? I was just like, (laughs) it was so, it was so eye opening. So if you're ever getting started, learn manual mode, really like custom your photos manual mode you have control over your iso your aperture and your shutter speed which are the three most important elements as to getting a perfect picture in my opinion yeah um yeah what, what would you say there was like iso shutter speed aperture and then yeah i guess uh what was the other thing i think it was lighting or lighting like light Light is the, yeah, you can yeah. play around with light all you want, whether it's artificial or natural. Yes. The picture You actually use a lot of artificial lighting and I go crazy when I look at your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, crazy in a good way or bad way? In a good way okay, because the colors good. you use are just like mind blowing. <laughs> I do love my colors. Yeah. I do love my colors. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, when it comes to those artificial light colors, I can always make it, you can make it black and white, you can make it color too. Because mm-hmm. in, in black and white it actually looks really good too. Yeah. But um, how much would you say like, like how long did it take you to master manual? Uh, man, that's a good question. It, it took about a few months. I mean, shout out to YouTube university yes. um, because I yes. watched so many Peter McKinnon videos and Brandon Wolfel videos in order to learn everything that I learned to, which I still incorporate today. Uh, Peter McKinnon first off, cause he's a Canon shooter and I use Canon since the beginning. So his videos really like helped out. Um, but I would say it took about six months to really like really master it. But after that, I mean, it was just up from there. And to this day, I'm still learning every day when I go on YouTube and looking at different videos. So I would say nobody's ever perfect. Just keep watching those videos and keep learning every day. Yep. Hannah Montana said it best guys. Nobody's perfect, (laughs) but anyway, um, yeah. So there's so many things, so many things out there to understand about photography, you know, all the fundamentals now composition. Now, how would you describe or talk about composition? The rule of thirds. Okay. That's one thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's, although there's rule of thirds is actually maybe one of the most popular probably the easiest to do but mm-hmm. like there's so many others i just can't point out like there's designs as you see like mm. on social media they put these designs out there what do you mean designs so well, for example the rule of third is one of them there's another yep. one where it says you know when you make take the photo mm-hmm. you shape it in a certain way like where there, there's like a twirl and oh then, that's like, light painting so yeah you know what you're right rules of thirds uh light mm-hmm. painting um long would, exposure. An- would angles be a part of composition I like to think so. There's like the Dutch angle. I love the Dutch angle. Just yes. Diagonal. See, you know, like I know the bird's eye and the worm's eye. The, yeah. Those are two of my favorite ones. Like worm's eye, for example, it's um, like one of my favorites only because, although I think you like to do it too, because you have your, um, um, this is a little more into detail, but like you have a 16 millimeter lens. Ultra wide. Yeah. Yeah. So ultra wide, you can do a lot with like a worm's mm-hmm. eye or bird's eye view. Although mm-hmm. worm's eye, in my opinion, actually works so much better with that. Yeah. But yeah, composition, so much you can play around with that. Like, cause it, the photos don't, they don't have to be the same thing for every photographer. They should know, like they can get creative with it. They can get like real juicy results from all Oh that. yeah. Big time. 
And now lighting. That is a big one. Okay. Now it can make or break your photo. <laughs> yes, I can. That is the secret. Yes. Yeah. That's the secret ingredient right there to a good photo. Lighting. Yeah. Like natural light. That's like it's a good one. Like I do love it. Artificial though, that is more my type. Um mm-hmm. like we'll go into detail in other episodes, but natural light is one thing. Yours studio lights. You have continuous lights. You have gels that go on top of that to create a color. You have um, other continuous lights you can use, um, you know, and there's so many brands out there, you know, Niwer and Godox and all that, that provide all that. Um, but you know, you obviously you have to do your own research for them, but, um, yeah, natural light, artificial light, and you can play with light so many ways. And there's harsh light from the sun on a very sunny day. Partly cloudy days actually is a bit of a blessing, you know, partly mm-hmm. cloudy days. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the light is super diffused. Everything's even when, there's something about clouds that just makes a photographer, a natural light photographer like me, very happy. So I've I've worked with people that are all like, oh, it's cloudy. You want to reschedule? I'm like, no, no, because when the light is even, that makes the editing process so much easier. There's yeah. not many adjustments you need to make. It's just everything is even lighting, diffused and just beautiful. Yeah, a lot of good equipment out there. Yeah. And like diffusing, a diffuser is actually one of them. You know, like um, it's actually a big thing you can do inside or outside. Mm-hmm. But cloud, nature's diffuser. That's a that's a good way to put it. Yep. Clouds do that. They such a great job. Uh-huh. Although like not cumulonimbus clouds, those will rain down upon <laughs> you. And then they will destroy your, well, unless you're going for a rainy photo shoot. Like that, that's not going to work out so well. Not for, not just for your camera. That's on my bucket list, a rain photo shoot. Yeah. One day. <laughs> One or maybe, day. Or maybe I'll use like a hose or something yeah. to do that. Oh, that's actually creative right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like putting it in my notes. Yep. <laughs> uh, now my favorite, another favorite color. Now, um, like I said, artificial light is one thing you can do with color. Uh, you can play around with it so many ways, but when it comes to the editing process or even like, even when you're out there shooting the actual picture, you know, um, obviously you don't want to have it, um, unless this is what you're going for, like a whole like monotone of color. Like it's, it's always good to make sure, you know, you mix and match everything. Like for example, like same thing with outfits, you know, you always want to make sure you have a color that contrasts well, or it even combines well, it's complementary to each other. For example, you have red and blue. That's a West one good match, black and white. You have yellow, or even better, gold and black, another mm-hmm. good combination. Yeah. Like with what I do is like not just for fashion, but also for like photography too. Or mm-hmm. like um, think of all the colors of every NFL sports team or any sports team. They have good color combos like San Diego Chargers, yellow, light blue. Oh, yeah, that's fire. Right. Patriots, red, white, and blue. But that's like, you know, America. Um, you have the, uh, uh, what color is the Buccaneers? Uh, it's, it's like red and, is it red and blue? gold or red and brown okay well i personally don't think red and brown yeah i don't yeah i don't i don't know yeah i'm not a buccaneers fan i'm a giants fan so red and blue is go-to for me true but uh (laughs) there's also steelers black and yellow yeah that That, is that one of my favorite color combos black and yellow like i like Mm -hmm. you know i like bees i like looking like a bee you know (laughs) um but that's just that's just me right but like but yeah colors you know but one thing i do this is maybe this is different for you but When it comes to color, you always got to find a good balance, like not just in color combos, but also in the picture itself. Like, well, up to you, but like oversaturated photos, they tend to not look the best when you're at it with the end results. So whenever you're editing, 
I mean, like, do you agree with oversaturated photos? Like, you know, I mean, like, there's it, a lot of color in there. It know? all depends, really. With uh, shout outs to Adobe Lightroom for their new AI stuff that's going on. Yeah. With me, I'm more of saturating the outfit because I specialize in fashion portraits. So if somebody, I don't know if you saw my preview on my story of uh, the model that was wearing the pink outfit. So when I edited that, I just put a mask over the clothes and I bumped that saturation up to make the clothes pop. But when people oversaturate a whole photo, it just, it, it puts a strain on your eyes when you're looking at it. Yeah, that's it's true. It's just kind of like, like, okay, this is too much. It's yeah. too powerful. Like I said before, it's yeah. a whole, it's all about balance too, because mm-hmm. that's, just, that's a good way to put it, you know, in mm-hmm. um, Adobe Lightroom, which we'll, we'll go into detail another day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, bumping up the colors on the, uh, the subject. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's actually really nice. And then the background mm-hmm. can remain dark or maybe even yeah. a, a duller color or like kind of mm-hmm. dull down a bit, but yeah, put like a radial gradient over it or something. Like exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's color. And okay. Another one that's really good angles, angles, gotta love angles. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Emerson, he might have different, uh, favorites, but my favorite is bird's eye and worm's eye, two mm-hmm. of my, so if you guys don't know what that is, bird's eye basically is, um, top angle. Like, let's say you're, sh- uh, you have a ladder with you, you climb it, you shoot the model or whatever you're shooting the subject from a higher point of view, that's, that's bird's eye. So, you know, you're basically having a higher angle of the subject. Now, lower angle is a worm's eye. So you're just basically down there on the ground. Um, photographers will do a lot of movements and, you know, crouching down, um, crawling around um or whatever they have there's so many movements that photographers are tired at the end of the shoot but they just um these worms eye they just get down the ground take a low angle shot and it just makes the subject look grandiose you know bigger you know bigger equals badder but by badder obviously it's not like Mm -hmm. you know bad it's actually you know something that's powerful in my opinion definitely definitely that worms eye i started using when I got my ultra wide 16 millimeter for my, um, for my R6 and like, it's really good for like, if you're trying to go for like a Vogue type of look with your model, if you're doing like a fashion, a high fashion shoot, the worm's eye is the best angle. Another angle I love is the Dutch angle, which is pretty much turning your camera body just a little bit diagonal, just to give a nice little weird, more like I wouldn't even say if it's weird or just like really it's different than what you would see anywhere else, but it just gives like a different type of vibe to it. So Dutch angle and worm's eye worm's eye is probably my favorite because a lot of models that are really self-conscious about their height. And I do that worm's eye there. I like, you just made me look taller and everything. And it's just, and you can get really creative with that. That's why I've been doing a lot of my shoots with my ultra wide only lately i used my 50 the other day um but lately like it's good yeah it's good but everything's been like my 16 because it's just i'm just like astonished <laughs> with the quality lately um with that worm's eye angle yeah i gotta get on that i gotta get that yeah I, like or at least a zoom lens and all that mm-hmm. yeah maybe yeah. like a i don't know like a 20 24 to 70 something mm-hmm. but yeah that's uh that's pretty cool yeah. um but yeah, never heard of that Dutch angle though. It's uh, I mean, something. Yeah, to look it's into. really, it's it's pretty dope. You should Google it one day. It's it's really awesome. I think there's something else we do have to talk about: good versus bad photos. Now, I'm not gonna like 
there's, there's a lot of photographers out there. Like eventually as from the day they begin all the way up to, you know, wherever they see themselves as some, someone who's more professional, someone who's actually getting a lot of experience. Yeah. Um, I guess photos will always start as bad up until I guess it gets better, but I don't um, like, okay. There are photos <laughs> out there that you'll see Like they'll make you go, wow, that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> but then there's all the photos that you'll be like, could have been done better or meh. you know, doesn't really catch my interest. Like, cause you know, I'm pretty, I guess like maybe that's what's the word. I have like my own preference of what I like to yeah. see. And you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to photos, like, like photographers in our form, you're going to play around with art so much and you're going to get different results. Um, it's, it's always subjective, but, always. but there's a lot of good ways to compose it. Like, th- like I said, there's always balance to everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So like for, okay. So here's one thing. So if you oversaturate the foot, like everything in the photo, I, I, I'm sorry. I consider this a bad, I consider that a bad photo. Yeah, because you're you're really not doing anything to it, but just brightening up all the colors and you're not putting anything into it. The one thing I say is develop your signature editing style, mm-hmm. which is what me and you have done. Definitely. Yeah. Like people, people can look at your photo and not even know, like it, let's say you're featured on some, on some magazine Instagram and people, people will look at that, not even look at like who the photographer is and be like, oh, Peach did that. Same thing with me they would see my photo and not even have to look at the credits and be like, Oh, Emerson did that. So when it comes to like, I think the one thing that people, uh, that a lot of beginner photographers, well, a lot of, one of the things that I tell a lot of beginning photographers is find your signature style. Always signature style, hands down Period. because you will start <laughs> <laughs> because you will you, you will you will see the difference in everything and just yeah that's pretty much all i can really say about that yeah like every every photographer is gonna have their own style their yeah. own uh like he said like emerson said signature mm. like um well for example so for like emerson has mentioned before i do a lot of artificial lighting you know i have all these different i have a light stick i have this one light continuous light although i'm trying to get a better one but um they provide different colors you know not just white or warmer or um, cooler colors but also you have magenta you have red you have green you have blue and so on you can play around with it and definitely like like if i see one of those on a picture like brandon wolfel's work for example oh my favorite photographer of all time yeah i see that like if it's like a (laughs) night shot i see that and i'm like it just because I'm a very cyberpunk synthwave type of person. Yeah. I, Not I just in that. music and movies and all that, but also in like, you know, that kind of content. Yeah. That's I find that a good photo because like, I just like it, you know, if, especially with street photography, if you take shots of um, like, for example, I saw this one picture of uh, someone shot a picture of Rosalind at night. Oh, that probably was gorgeous. It was because he, oh bra- my gosh. but he changed the colors <laughs> of it. Every window was like a pinkish color. And then I'm like, Dude, that looks so futuristic. Oh, like, he added that tint into it, probably. I know, yeah. Like, yeah. He, have you ever seen that one anime? Uh, uh, uh um, oh, what's the I'm, name? I'm not really an anime guy, oh, so not? I probably uh, wouldn't know. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Akira, that's it. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up and watch a few episodes to really. Wait, get it's, a a, for it, it. it's actually a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Okay, yeah. that's even better. <laughs> but but it's one of those movie like uh-huh. first Japanese like one of the first few Japanese animes that was um really po- became really popular in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That kind of like you know started out a whole anime 
trend in the U.S. I, I like to say. Awesome. And but it's a very you know it's a movie. It's an anime yeah. movie, but it's very influenced by cyberpunk and synthwave, which is my type of vibe. And then yeah. you take like in the way they portray the city there, like there's a lot of photographers and videographers out there, and even ones who are they create content using um. If you ever heard of uh, Blender. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. They use, but they just use a lot of three um, D modeling and so on to kind of make these little reels or little videos, like you know. But basically, they took scenes of the movie. But mm-hmm. um, but that's a good little going off topic. But basically, what I'm trying to say is, you just bring that kind of aesthetic or that kind of vibe, you know, into that photo. Like that's what I like to see because like, I like to yeah. bump up the like the lights and the neon colors, and then that's that's just me. That's my mm-hmm. signature. You know, because my signature, technically what I would tell people is moody because, you know, I like to play around with the colors like that. Mm-hmm. And it's very night shots, moody or moody risque because it likes to bring out like a certain feeling that people might like. I personally feel those feelings, which mm-hmm. is why I put it out there because I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to portray it in my work. Exactly. And so that's just how I do it. And then um, there's a whole reason to it, which I'll I kind of it's kind of like a little more personal, but basically, yeah, that's just it right there. And then like that's my specialty. I dabble with every type of photography theme out there but that's my specialty but yeah but that's that's what i find in good photos (laughs) now with bad photos like i mean oversaturated ones that's what i find as like bad like like i said balance Mm -hmm. yeah or do you what what else do you see as a bad photo bad like overexposure big time yeah like when a photo is overexposed to be honest i'd rather photo be underexposed than overexposed it's true um like i said you have to have that knowledge about lighting it's always about a bad photo with bad lighting or too much lighting. Yeah. Is is hard. So like when you hear things about oh don't shoot at high noon, listen to that because high noon like <laughs> those lights are going to be harsh un- unless you can find a reflector or you find like a shade under a tree or something. The highlights are going to be blown out behind your model. It's just going to be, uh, it's just going to be a, a very bad photo. Uh, what I would say in regards to lighting, make sure you shoot at like in between three, five o'clock. With the way the time is right now, golden hour is like at eight o'clock or something. Yeah, that's actually a good time. Yeah, because like, yeah, because like, what, something else you have to consider. You know, like, like I, for example, I do love dabbling with golden hour, mm-hmm. uh, golden hour and blue hour, which comes a little well, bit what's, after. What's blue hour? Oh, so Where basically golden hour is like, like for right now, it's like around eight o'clock, eight 30. Mm-hmm. And so when the sun goes down right after that, like you'll see the sky, you'll see after that, like the sky maybe turn a little bit more pinkish and then blue. Yeah. So a little bit after golden hour, that's a blue hour. Basically okay. the sky looks blue enough to kind of take those moody or night shots where there's um, like, it looks blue in your pictures because you know, it's like turning night. It's not going to be fully dark, yeah. but there's going to be enough light in there to kind of bring it like a little blue feeling. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. But um, (laughs) the thing is like when it comes to, I guess it depends on the camera or something like, like when I used to have my Nikon D3200, Mm -hmm. it was very, the the lowest ISO it went to was like obviously high one. Mm -hmm. But before that was like the lowest it can go to is 6400 ISO, which is something else we'll talk about in another episode. But (laughs) but that means that made the photo so grainy and which is, it's good sometimes, but like there are times where I just didn't want to see it. Yeah. Like I accept grain for what it is, but I wanted to lower it a bit, but it was like that camera did not do well in low. And that's why I love my R6 because even at high ISOs, the grain is so minimal. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, like, like that's another thing. So maybe if you have a photo that's 
if you ever see any of those photos from back in the day, if they're super grainy, like it's understandable because yeah. it was back then. But mm-hmm. now you can, you can like personalize your photo the way you want it to. Like, and not just in shooting, but also in the editing process. But if it's over, have you ever seen a photo that's super grainy? It's just so like, like a recent photo that like somebody took in this, I guess in general, cause like grainy, grainy videos though. Like that's one thing, but grainy photos, it's just like, um, like I, I don't, I'm not going to say it's, it's just unappealing to me. It, I, I just know nowadays, like a lot of people are spending money on these, uh, spending crazy amount of money on cameras and then they go into their editing process and they're adding a ridiculous amount of grain. Yeah, like and I think grain post. is bad, right? But like, yeah. you, but there's, sometimes there's there's a thing that's too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like they because like there's a few options there because there's grain, uh-huh. and then there's below that they have like the the roughness, roughness. of the grain. Yeah, and then they, they, I think some people just bump it all the way up. Yeah, just, that's that's way too much. I mean, I guess it's, it's your own signature, but like it's insane like, sometimes. Damn. And I'm just like, do you do you, bro? Yeah. Do you like like I don't like it. But maybe someone else does. Yeah. I, so. I know you, I mean, you do, but mm-hmm. yeah. everybody has a different eye for different things. Yeah. In the end. Yep. Yeah. Oh, although overexposed photos, yeah, those are pretty. Yeah. yeah. And then um, there's a lot more I, c- I could dive into, but like good versus bad photos. I mean, you leave it up to your own judgment, but. Exactly. Yeah. But maybe it's your thing that maybe some people might consider that, but it's considered bad, but maybe you might see it as something that's heavenly. You know, exactly. There's some photos that I particularly like don't like, but then I go out and see that they're getting a ton of attention for that photo. And I'm all like, Hey, props to you. Me, I'm going to, I'm personally not a fan, but like everybody has their own artistic opinion on certain things. There's some, there's people that see my work and are just like, I'm not feeling this at all. Even though like people, a lot of people are feeling it. So everybody has their own opinion when it comes to good or bad photos. Mm, true. Yep. True. But you know, when it comes to photos in general, you always, uh, like I said, you know, you always got to get out there. You always got to create always like when you get started, always make sure to go out there and literally create, like start shooting, you know, like, um, it's, it's a, it's a whole thing, like a story, but like, at, at least from my opinion, but like, like when it comes to shooting, you don't really need a, person as a subject at first you know not at all yeah and there's always um uh, sorry no no no. i was gonna say when i started out i was just taking pictures of a leaf on a tree yeah that's that's usually a yeah Yeah, literally because uh (laughs) but i i did something similar but it was with like with different bugs i found in my backyard oh yeah because i was growing plants outside and then you know obviously there would be like some sort of insect there and then i'm Mm -hmm. like you know what this might be a good profile picture and then i just took the phone went up there shot it and um i obviously i mean they don't think at the time i think when the time when i shot it like i don't think the iphone had portrait mode and obviously you know it was a good picture you know once mm-hmm. i edited it and i'm like wow i can um in the iphone there's uh you have the iphone photo and then you have the option to edit it mm-hmm. you know it's not like super detailed as lightroom yeah. but you can you know, you can change it. And then like, I did that and that was like my first experience editing and interesting. Yeah. And that's how I got started. And that's then, awesome. Yeah. Cause yeah, iPhone man. photography, like, you know, the iPhone has come a long way up to this point where yeah, like up to like the videos, they have like a cinematic mode now, you know, and for photos People are making straight up movies with just an iPhone. It's insane now. Yeah. I'm waiting for the day <laughs> they put out a movie out there where, yeah. you know, directed by, I, don't know, I mean, someone who like just use an iPhone. I mean, on YouTube, you can search like iPhone 13 Pro short film 
And there's like a 15 minute film that was just made on a 13 pro or a 14 pro. And I'm just like, wow, just technology is going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean like the simple, like it always starts with like the simplest things, the simplest videos. Like, mm-hmm. like I think I did like a bunch of like, this was when I was a kid, you know, I started with making movies mm-hmm. on one of those uh, flip phones where the quality was really bad, Yeah, <laughs> but it started with like me and my sister just uh, grabbing some little stuffed toys and playing around with it, nice. making movies out of that. And the and obviously there was no script. I would just, we just did it. Whatever mm-hmm. came to my head. I think at one point I even wanted to recreate like one of those Chef Boyardee commercials. <laughs> like, you know, where the can would like follow the one girl. Like, she's like, mommy, can I have that can of Chef Boyardee? And Gosh. she's like, no, not tonight. The and you'll be like, but I, but I want to. And then, you know, you hear that whistle, but then the can <laughs> fell and then follow her all the way home. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I think I ended up bursting the can open. So, and I was like, you know what? Okay. That was trash. This is trash. It's, Whatever, I'll move on. <laughs> yeah, but then, but yeah, that was like one of the first few experiences. But like I said, see, something as simple and ridiculous as that, it, you, you know, it's going to be awkward at first, but like oh, I yeah. said, always, you got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere, always. Yeah, and like anything and anyone can be your muse. Yeah, mm-hmm. before because like before I got models, um, it always was like um, a fruit. Um, and when, when I first started my whole Instagram handle name, like, and like I said, there's a whole story to that for another day. Mm -hmm. I literally just got a, uh, a natural peach, you know, or a natural Mm -hmm. fruit or whatever, and just put it on a table Mm -hmm. and just shot that in different angles. Um, you know, played around with the lighting because I think at one point the iPhone was able to do that. Yeah. I, I even did it with film cameras, but I don't think, I didn't, I like, it was, it was hard to kind of play around with that, but I did my, the best of my ability to take a good picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I did iPhone more than the film. Like I did a lot of film, but obviously they know it'll take a while for it to process yeah. and then get the actual photo back. But, mm-hmm. and, but with the iPhone, I could just take it and then just play around with it right there. In that definitely. Moment. Definitely. Yeah. So that's one of the ways. And then, um, like, did you do something similar? I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> True, 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 true. Yeah, um, I know it, it did take a while for me to actually get models. Um, it started with me just doing it as a project because I did take a, a film or photography class in college mm-hmm. when I went to uh, shout out George Mason University. Um, go Patriots, um, GMU, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I got started. But like, basically, I just like you know, I started asking people around campus if they wanted to, and um. Yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole story, but like I got mm-hmm. models eventually from mm-hmm. there, and then eventually that led to other people who talked about me, and then mm-hmm. that led to, yeah, like I think at one point I ended up shooting like a good amount of uh, like of one sorority at that at the, at the uh. college, <laughs> and that's how I got started, you know. Yeah. And then eventually they had they messaged people, and then you mm-hmm. know they talked about me, mm-hmm. and then eventually you started. And that's how I started, and then shot like some of my friends, um, uh, one of my friends, uh. Cause I know two people, um, uh, like one of my friends, Abel, he's one of my best friends, um, uh, from college. Um, shout out to him because he's actually one of the people who actually got me started on digital photography. Show me the, Oh, that's what's up. They show me the basics. Um, to this day, he shoot, he always shot an A6, an Sony A6000 to this day. He has a, I think he still has it or he has an A7 II actually, just like me. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he does a lot now with, well, maybe not a lot, a lot, but like, he still he still dabbles with it. He likes I think he dabbles with nature photography more. But amazing. But he does all that. He showed me the ropes too. And another guy, um, his name is uh Vijay. He at least he kind of showed me like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. 
into that, but but Abel is one of the first people, and uh, always awesome. always give credit. I always give credit to him because he's the one who showed me the ropes. Yeah, at first, yeah, but definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, but that was like a bit of the inspiration for me there. Like, although you probably have a different reason of or a different like origin story of how like what it like kind of sold you. You know what, photography is for me, or you know, just- it had to be just how it helped my mental health in a way. Like for people that. For you guys that don't know me, um, I have bipolar disorder. Basically, when I started off photography, um, I was in and out of psych wards for years. I mean, most of my high school days were in and out of psych wards. I um, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And in 2018, I got out of the hospital and they told me to find a new coping mechanism since none of my coping mechanisms were working. Um, and so I went on QVC and bought a Canon T6 and, um, like I said, I started out just shooting, whatever, shooting a, a leaf on a tree. And then I got into concert photography and, um, then I ended up doing portraits. Um, I mean, when I started out, I was just literally just doing nature and landscape. Um, concerts were cool because I was also a musician back then. So it was easy for me to get like press passes and stuff for local shows and everything. Um, but most of the time it was just a lot and a lot of concerts. I think, um, I didn't start getting models until I started going to like meetups at graffiti warehouse in Baltimore. Um, oh yeah. Those, yeah. Are, those are pretty cool. Yeah. Those are still going on actually. Like yeah. I'm still getting invites to them and I'm just kind of like, I might come, might not. Um, but, um, but yeah, networking big time networking events is, was basically how I started. Um, getting models to be honest. Um, just, you have graffiti warehouse meetups. If you're in the Baltimore area, you have street meet DC. Oh yeah. Shout out to street meet. DC. Shout out to street meet DC. Uh, portrait meet. Portrait meet big time. Uh, shout out to portrait meet DC. Yeah. If you're um, in like in the Southern sort of a little bit below Nova, there's the Virginia creator collective. That's another one. Yeah. Shout out to Lonnie. Oh yeah. Lonnie. Yeah. Yeah, she does a good job with that. Um, there's the DC creator collective. I don't know who leads that one. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they used to have meetups. I don't know. Do they still have meetups? I haven't seen anything yeah, since I 2020. Think, I think they're very low key. They had one. I don't want to even want to say the word recently, but they had one a while back, like months ago, but yeah, they're like page went kind of inactive for like a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so kinda, street yeah. me, portrait me, the creator collectives. Yeah. Um, there's also, so Street Meet DC and then they have actually they just came up with Street, Street Meet, Meet Maryland. Maryland now. Yeah. Yeah. They had their first meetup, I think, a couple of weeks ago in Silver Spring. Yeah. They uh shout out to well, his Instagram handle is the Cherry Berry. I think a Cherry Berry something. Yeah. But he's the yeah. one who leads it because I think he was in collaboration with the original oh, starters nice. of Street Meet DC. Uh-huh. But I don't know who actually started Street Meet as a whole because like it oh. actually spread out to everywhere to all over different parts of the nation. Yeah, they even have Street Meat Philly now. Street Meat Philly, Street yeah. Meat New Mexico, Street Meat New Mexico? Street Meat Oklahoma City. Oh my I think. gosh. Street Meat <laughs> Street Meat Seattle. That's insane. Street Meat <laughs> Street Meat uh uh Seattle, uh LA, Street yeah. Meat um Shout outs to Street Meat, whoever, if the creator of Street Meat is Dude, listening I, to our podcast right now. like No, no it's amazing. I mean, yeah. it's amazing the people you meet, the people, like your photographers, the models. And from there, you know, you, it's just, it picks up. You know, you have models mm-hmm. and photographer, photographers who want to collab with you, of mm-hmm. models who want to do the same thing. Exactly. Um, and then um, just like, you, it's a lot of, it's a lot of networking that, you know, you, I mean, you'll, like everywhere you go, you'll meet a lot of 
well, good and people you just don't really click with and people you do click with, you know. And that's why meetups are great. So yeah. When when you're first starting out, meetups are just are essential. Yeah. To really, especially if you're introverted like I am or have social anxiety like I do, um, when it comes to like stuff like that, uh, meetups are, uh, I wouldn't say they're like really good, but I mean it helps you kind of break out of your shell because you don't want to go to a meetup and just stand there with your camera and not do anything. You, it helps you like kind of build up that. Um, that used to be me only because of like anxiety. Cause I'm like, I don't know anyone here. Some people are older. Some people yeah. Are older. And then like, it was overwhelming because it was it just, can be. yeah. It's just that like, it, it's good. It's good when you go there and meet up people and take good shots. The mm-hmm. thing is, um, I mean, like I, it's always about communication, but the thing yeah. is, um, it can be so overwhelming, like because because what happens is like when you go to street meets, mm-hmm. they tend to like a lot of a pile of a whole wave of photographers will be around a model taking the same shot. Yeah, and, it's like and then, thirty and of them or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's hard to get a. It says they all pile around, and it's hard to kind of get a good shot because if I want to get one from a high angle, I guess I can, but I have to climb on something on a ledger on on one of those on like road blockers or something yeah. if, if available because I think that's what I had to do at one point. Yeah. And sometimes at meetups, like there's a lot of photographers that just don't have manners. And so like, you can be like trying, you could be like working with a model one-on-one and you're trying to get that perfect shot. And then just a dude comes like right in front of you and just, and you're just like, hello. And so, I mean, the way I see meetups is, is more of a networking event because you might get some good photos, but yeah, you my probably, first, uh, you probably are not going to, don't go there thinking like, okay, I'm going to get fire shots. Go there with the intention of networking. Just be like, let me build up. That's let a me good, get my name out there. That's a good advice because like yeah. when I first, like all my photos were trash from the first meetup I went to. Like it was all like blurry. <laughs> I think or, I still have some from my first meetup in Graffiti Warehouse on my Google Drive. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'm like, yeah. don't talk about that. Yeah, yeah it's very it's <laughs> it's very like dang i'm glad i've come a long way <laughs> same same, yeah. same i mean obviously there's still you know even as as good as you are or experienced as you are like there's yeah. always going to be well you know like work you're obviously still still some more work to do mm-hmm. you know like i i don't think like it's one thing for me to be professional but like i'm not like a professional like i'm not i don't i, don't, I personally don't think i'm out i'm like that good yet, but I will get there. I tell people all the time, don't call me a professional photographer. I'm just an artist out here just trying to have a good time. Just create. Like if you want to create and you have the passion for creating like I do, we'll be cool. But it's just like people are all like, you're a pro photographer. I'm like, no, I'm, I mean, yeah. Mm, yeah. (laughs) But true. True. Yeah. I feel you. But yeah, meetups can, provides so much and you know it's always uh, up to you if you want to experiment with that but obviously you got to get out there go to it and then from there you'll know mm-hmm. but something very important to talk about here promotion big time social media yeah um <laughs> i mean as controversial as instagram is it's a very good tool i would say to kind of start off mm. um like, like there's so many social media apps out there. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, we tweet, have threads, we have Twitter uh, X, X. It's called next now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, X, we have uh, Facebook, Instagram, 
well, what YouTube would YouTube be considered? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but those are the big ones. There's others out there, but you know what? There's just not as big like VMware Vero. Man, I had Vero for like a month and then I just stopped using it. I still have the app, but it's like offloaded. I just, I yeah, same here. It's offloaded. I don't even know if I even got any followers on there. I was kind of depressed. I think I, I think <laughs> I had like, I think I had like 12 maybe. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't know anybody who was really like big on that. <laughs> yeah. But, it's, but for it's photographers, considering how Instagram started as a photo uh, app, I mean, now it's more video app according to the reels yeah yeah to the head honcho but mm-hmm. yeah now it's uh but you can still post photos really yeah. good photos and videos too you know mm-hmm. reels but with photos it's um but it's a really good way because you know you built your your um your your work your um like what makes you 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 know because mm-hmm. like not only you can not only can you post your own photography work on there but you can also describe yourself on your stories mm-hmm. and um I mean, I assume everyone out there knows what Instagram is and how it works and what stories are, but, but yeah, basically you can just, um, on your yep. story that lasts for like 24 hours, you can just talk about yourself, ask questions, have people ask you questions yeah, and, um, yeah. And then people get to know you like that. Cause, um, like for me personally, like, like yeah. if you look at my profile, you won't see me like personally, like my face, like maybe now and then, but I usually don't put my face up there because I'm like, you know, one, focus on my work. And two, there's a bigger story to that. But basically, yeah. So that's why, um, but that's still, I still try my best to market myself, you know, without actually putting me on there. Yeah. Because like my person goes through my stories or people I talk about or the DMs and all that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then people can judge me from that. Um, And then I just kind of think to themselves like you know what this guy is great to work with this guy has a mm-hmm. good personality and then mm-hmm. you know because you want to be professional about it but you also i like to think i like to be a little more fun or funny to kind of bring a good vibe to it because i'm not going to be one of those guys who like has one of those bland voices and then just like <laughs> you know i just go like okay now yeah. let's uh do this pose and then yeah. now let's do this like you never want to be a boring photographer ever. no <laughs> you got to bring some spunk some exactly some, you got to spice it up a bit you got to be like I don't know. I like to, I like to make my client, I like to make everyone I work with laugh, which I think I like, I think I do a good job at it. Yeah. I mean, it lightens the mood. And when you can make your model or client laugh, you could just see the difference and like the confidence and the vibes they give off in the photos. Because if you're boring, it's just gonna, the vibes aren't going to be there. When the vibes are good, the photos come out fire. When the vibes are just kind of blah, your photos are probably going to come out looking blah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say so. Because like it just doesn't, like the energy's there and I'm like, yeah. I kind of feed off of that energy in order to kind of continue. Mm-hmm. Like, because if we're not vibing at one point or at all, it's just not, Yeah. well, it just doesn't, it just tends not to go well. I just like, because then I'm like, why am I? Yep, exactly. But, um, yeah, but <laughs> I've but, wasted my time. Any, <laughs> yeah, but promotion is big, you know, on Instagram. You can use X too, but like, I guess it depends. Like, because people tend to post on there. The thing is, yeah, it's just like you can get large in engagement, and this is much. And like, when it comes to uh, certain shoots that are more, I guess, rated R or more spicy, you get more exposure when you do those type of shoots on X. Yeah, but if you yeah. do it on Instagram, you will get. Um, banned. Yeah. Well, maybe not <laughs> banned at first, but yeah. eventually, but yeah. they take down your photos without like, 
Mm-hmm. Like they just send you, yeah, this doesn't go with our guidelines. I'm like, I understand that, but yeah. you know, I do certain types of shoots and I hope you can grab me the chance yeah. to just post it on there, but no, they're not going to listen. Yep. And then you go on X and you're like, Whoa, I need to not have this open. Yeah. They post <laughs> that people post a lot of stuff on there that are yeah, like, like not just like, photography wow. stuff that shouldn't even be on there, but they're on there. Yeah. I'm all like, this has to be illegal. Like, yeah. <laughs> but just, yeah. And then, yeah. um, and then YouTube is more videos, but mm-hmm. yeah, but to, but X and Instagram are two big ones. Um, mm-hmm. there's also threads now. Like, oh, I love threads. Yeah, it's like it's like X threads for, is but awesome. I I I haven't posted a lot recently, but honestly, maybe I should because like I feel like I'm comfortable for some reason. I'm going maybe I'm more comfortable on there. I think because it's new. Because I'm mm-hmm. not well known on Twitter because Twitter's taken over by celebrities and mm-hmm. and you know athletes and threads isn't taken over by any celebrities or anything. It's just a bunch of regular people. Yeah, and, and considering it's all the people I follow on exactly. Instagram, it's yeah. all people I know, and they'll yeah. see it, and maybe they'll engage with it, maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I'll post. And it pictures blew on up it. like overnight. Like literally, they had like 20, 30 million users. I honestly overnight. I honestly think maybe they lost a few followers because people got bored of it. Like yeah. I think people just wanted to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, just for, to see for themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, because I know I did. I talked to some people. They talked to some people eventually, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I'm bored. I'm gonna yeah. delete it, or <laughs> you know, I'd rather use my memory for something else." Yeah, <sighs> yeah, threads. <laughs> yeah, but when it comes to promotion, you know, always like social media helps. I know sometimes you get a. Maybe social media isn't your thing, but it's it's a good way. Definitely. Yeah. Especially when it comes to websites. You know, when you do websites, you can always promote it on there. There's also link trees to uh, various websites you can use, like on your bio, you can post it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I do not have one. Yeah. Do not worry. <laughs> we'll talk about that in another episode. Link trees, they really are helpful because they provide links to all that. Like if you have a Twitch, yeah, that's one thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, Twitch is actually another way because I actually seen photographers who, like, yeah. they, they don't see, Twitch is mostly for streaming gaming, right? But Yeah, but I actually did it for like uh, a couple weeks where I actually like connected, like streamed my editing process yeah, there exactly, and yeah. had my face in the corner and just had Lightroom open and people were watching. I had like 30 viewers at one point and they were all like, wow, this is awesome. And yeah, it's interesting to be honest, but like the thing is, I guess it's not for everyone, like not just for people streaming, but also for Mm -hmm. people who like, because I never done it only because, or maybe I have once, but the thing is, is this not, because that makes me wonder, I always question myself, do Mm -hmm. people really want to sit there and see you, you know, edit the art, Mm -hmm. you know, at a normal pace? Cause like when you go on reels yeah, or they, they see fast forwards and, yeah. of people doing it. And then that, that's like, for some reason, I guess people find that more entertaining. I don't know. I mean, my process is pretty quick, but that's cause I have a set preset already on Lightroom, but that oh, that's basically true. my signature style. So I just literally hit the preset and just adjust accordingly. And then oh. I'm on to the next photo and on to the next photo and yeah. on to the next I have photo. like 10 different presets because they're all different, 10 different I guess different themes, different vibes and all that. Yeah. Because I need I, to get into that. I need to start making some different yeah. presets as we, well. Yeah. I mean, what I like, uh, like I, I know I made 10 different ones. There's a whole, a whole thing to that. I'll explain later mm-hmm. another time, but basically, yeah, it's like you make 10 different ones, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. And then from there you can, um, well adjust it you know, yeah. to your liking. Definitely. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but Twitch is another one. Um, there's also, uh, well, I mean, there's a lot, probably a lot more, but those are the, probably the big ones. Yeah. But you got to get started on social media if you want to promote yourself, you know, get yourself out there 
And then websites is another good thing, like um, Pixie Set, for example. I use Pixie Set. So I do I. Pixie Set. It helps me with my clients, like the mm-hmm. galleries. I are created there. my website with Pixie Set. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I sort of did that. I should get on that. Yeah, you should. It's yeah, awesome. Should. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another good way to do this, and it's probably this culture goes back all the way to, you know, probably since the sixties. I'd like to say maybe even further. Mm-hmm. Business cards. That's a big one. Business Man, cards. Man, I haven't I haven't gotten business cards since pre-pandemic. Yeah, I had like I once ordered like twenty of them, and uh, then quarantine happened. I have so, this thing now. I have a popple wristband. That I wear and people just tap their phones on it and my Instagram comes up immediately. Gotta love technology. Shout yeah, it's technology. crazy. This this new day, this new era. No, I have something similar. Oh, it's not yeah. a band on my wrist, but uh-huh. it's mostly like this is one app. I believe it's called um I think it's called Hi Hello or something. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of these new just where you just yeah. tap your phone and they get all your information. Well, it's more like yeah, it's called Hi Hello. See, uh-huh. but it's but it's mostly like like it's an app and then it just puts the qr code there oh you wow. scan it uh-huh. with your phone you know with your photo app uh-huh. and then it just pops up to i guess the link to not not a, like a website mm-hmm. in a way i guess or maybe to the app or whatever or maybe it is a website mm-hmm. but it just shows you your i guess your phone number your who you are your mm-hmm. like it's like a link tree basically yeah. but that's your business card right there yep but it's, it's a very bait and basic but still it's a business card but obviously i do like to have like a good physical copy like maybe handy on me maybe like five copies in my pocket at one point yeah i might might have to go on fiverr and get some business cards designed shout outs to fiverr.com yeah fiverr (laughs) yeah but they do help yeah it's uh yeah they're they're really helpful i mean the thing is there's other websites i maybe fiverr is really good at it or maybe other Mm -hmm. websites are but you can customize it to your liking too because i saw this one guy at a casting call once Mm -hmm. I don't remember what his photography name was, but his business card was actually like, like pictured like a rec, like a rectangle. Mm-hmm. Right. But instead his business card was uh, vertically printed. Right. Oh, like on one side was horizontal, like his uh-huh. logo. Uh-huh. And then it was, the other side was vertical. Oh, like his information uh-huh. or whatever. And Instagram handles or all that and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, and the corners of the card was actually rounded nice yeah and it was actually a good solid color it wasn't even i don't even think it was matte it was probably glossy but that itself that that kind of inspired me you know what i want a business card like that <laughs> I, I even seen people with business cards that were like literally shaped like just like a circle that's their oh, business wow. yeah no and i'm like that's one way to get someone's attention definitely yeah a great way to promote us too because maybe 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 that was a message maybe a lot of people tells people uh he's very well-rounded or something like that but or maybe he just likes circles i don't know but um but yeah, but I, I like to get creative. I would like to get creative with my business cards. Kind of, it just shows people, I guess, like it's better than the regular business card you get from a lawyer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause like they just give you like, you know, plain white ones that say their name on it. Yeah. And, and it's like, I'm, yeah. And I'm like, you're like, oh, <laughs> thanks. With the law firm right there in the center. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, cause I'm not like a, I'm not someone who wants to give cards out and then they're like, people are like, oh. Yeah. Cool. I just don't know if, if like, now this post-pandemic era, people are even giving out business cards anymore. You never know; they might. Because, like, yeah. I like to like I like to have a creative card, give mm-hmm. people, and then instead of oh, cool, I like people <laughs> to see to just look at it and be like, "Wow, nice." Okay, I'll definitely hit you up. And it's a creative card. It, I I imagine it would stick out in their 
piles of cards or papers at home or something mm. like god forbid it falls down in the into that that little edge on their couch or like that little <laughs> like and you have to dig it up somewhere but yeah you know but i like i like to think it's very like technology helps with business cards too but like you know like the qr code i mentioned but business cards they, they can go a long way too I definitely like to yeah always promote your work or, or, or promote yourself too you know especially definitely moving on from that as photographers and videographers uh even models we all have stories. Oh, right. We have experiences, gosh. experiences that really <laughs> like some of the, some, some of them are good, but some of them are pretty bad. Pretty I mean, bad. I wouldn't even say some of them. Yes. And some of them are pretty funny in a way. Well, now that I think about it. Yeah. I mean, I like to think that certain story, like I'm a storyteller guy, uh-huh. like not just like when, like when it comes to parties or events or even, even through my work, but I like to tell stories. And then like if, if they're horror stories, I kind of see them as funny, you know, mm-hmm. and it's good to just tell them. And then people like, it can make people laugh. It can make people like go, Oh wow. And it's mm. always will teach you a good lesson and you yeah. can learn from that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but any mini stories you got or many, many ones that you, I mean, I mean, there was a time when I was, I did a shoot for a friend and um, this is back when I was like using an external flash and everything. I got everything set up and I was ready to go. And I was like, okay, you ready? And she's like, yeah, I click my camera on. It says no card in camera. Oh my, my God. <laughs> so that mind you, I drove like over an hour to get to this girl's house. So I was just like, oh crap, I forgot my SD cards. So I went on Google Maps. I was all like, okay, where is the nearest CVS or Best Buy or somewhere with SD cards? Saw there was one like 10 minutes away. So I was just like, okay. Let me get in my car. Let's go get these SD cards. I go get the SD cards. I get back in my car. And as I'm driving back, I go through this construction zone and I'm driving through it. And all of a sudden my car gets rocky and I'm all like, what in the world's going on? My tire sensor lights up. I get out of my car and three of my tires have blown out. Bro, <laughs> and I'm just like, can like, like day, my heart literally stopped right now for like a, for can like a this millisecond. day get any worse? I was, <laughs> I was like, dang it. So I ended up getting my car towed over to my friend's house. <laughs> just, it was the craziest thing. I called roadside assistance and it was like this roadside assistance that also like does tire replacement. So I called nice, them up, nice. called them up. I was like, Hey, I'm here. Can you guys come out and do this? They're like, yeah, we'll be there in like 45 minutes. So I went inside, got the shoot done, came back outside, had new tires on my car and we went about my day. But like just that whole situation was just that sounds crazy. crazy. I know. I would crazy. At one point, I feel like I would if that happened to me, I would have yeah. been like on the road just sitting in my chair in my car, uh-huh. just looking up at the ceiling of my car like. <sighs> <laughs> But yeah, the, the photos came out great. So well, I'm glad. I'm ma- glad it did. That's all that matters to me. But just it, it was it was an interesting day, a very interesting day. I can't. I don't know. I, that's a good story to tell one day. I mean, like you're still yeah. you're telling it now. Yeah. It's actually pretty. And this this was like mm, six seven months into me doing photography. So this, this was back in 2018. So yeah. Oh my god. 2018, oh my god. 2019. I mean, I don't think anything like that happened to me so far. Like mm-hmm. that specific, like that, like that specifically. But. Uh-huh. I mean, I did have some camera camera trouble before. Uh huh. Like, oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> um, I did uh, when I was shooting at George Mason University. Mm. Um, 
uh, like I said before, you know, I met some models there, or I guess technically they weren't models, but they were my models. Like, and, mm. and I met them. Mm. Uh, they were friends of my friend who was in a sorority. Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided to do a uh, purge photo shoot. So it was like involving the. Oh, wow. Yeah. So basically, you know, I did all that. I brought the props. I got the mask, decorated it, inspired by the movie. And one of my, and one of the models had like a mask that glowed, mm-hmm. uh, like with the lights and all that. Oh, like nice. Purge type. Uh-huh. And it was all going well. And I even borrowed some equipment um <laughs> like that were that helped as weapons you know so uh-huh. one of them had a chain and then the other one had like a wooden bat or something oh, wow. and then we decided to go to a there was a there's a garage near Ma- george mason university that's like uh I, I think it's also like a train station but the garage I think is i know that i think i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. it's like it's a, it's like people park there but people don't really it's kind of low-key abandoned where people like kind of do anything they want and it, and like and we were into the top Mm. Uh, roof and then we it was pretty empty so we were nice because mm. i had little smoke bombs we were gonna use oh nice yeah we um i had my flash at this and that like mm. and this is still me trying to learn flash getting used to it and the thing was like the two models um the steph and kylie you know like considering they were sorority sisters you know they were really had really good chemistry mm. now the problem was that it was probably 30 40 degree weather Oh no. And in addition to that, it was also windy that night that I didn't oh, even no. pay attention. Okay. <laughs> so in when you know when you parking garages at the top, like you know how they have the parking garage mm-hmm. where you can park and then they have the uh, if you're at the top, they obviously they have stairs and elevators and mm-hmm. then there's it's sort of an inside area where there's no wind and mm-hmm. there's at least lights there to help and then yeah. And we actually got some really good horror looking shots. Mm-hmm problem was that when we started to shoot outside because that's where we could you know use a flash and then you be outside and use the smoke bombs yeah it worked out well for one thing one of the smoke bombs did not light oh yeah one of the other the first one lit the other one i tried my best but mm-hmm. it couldn't and then yeah so that that was a failure oh like it, it, i guess it could have light it could have lit but the string attached to it it kind of like just popped off and i couldn't really oh, light it oh no. yeah and so that that sucked wait i ended up throwing it away yeah, I, although I don't even where, know where I got it. I probably got it from AliExpress or something. But oh, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't the best in my opinion. Yeah, but at least I got the first smoke bomb. Now the worst thing that happened on that night was like I forgot. I did not know the wind was going to be that bad, or maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe mm-hmm. I was too excited for the shoot. Mm-hmm. We started shooting, and then my camera was on a tripod. Oh no! I no, know you can no, only, you can imagine what no. happens next. So, and then I had to in the smoke bomb thing we didn't light and i uh-huh. tried to light it and then the wind blew the like the wind blew the tripod the wind blew the tripod down with the camera on it oh my god the lens cracked my beautiful 35 millimeter lens no. cracked oh oh my god yeah dude oh my to this gosh. day it's still cracked but oh you still have it well it's for my nikon it was for my nikon oh, okay, now, okay considering yeah. i moved on to a mirrorless sony uh-huh. a72 but mm. Like if I ever use an icon again, I would still use it. Mm-hmm. Like it's still cracked. The only problem mm-hmm. should so, get that repaired, man. It costs a lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, the only reason I didn't replace it or get it fixed is because the lens might be cracked at one corner. Because it landed uh-huh. on a certain angle, that one corner of the lens is actually a bit it's cracked, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's spreading a bit. But like if I were to shoot in sunny weather mm-hmm. or any other light would hit it at a certain angle, it actually mm. creates glares. Oh. Actually, or flares, if anything. Like kind of yeah. like it's really nice. Nice. Sometimes but sometimes it doesn't work. It actually creates a really it's so bright sometimes where if it hits at a certain angle where it kind of makes the photo look really bad 
or too highlighted at one angle. And it's just, yeah. for me, it's like, uh, I'm not about that now, but, but in some situations, like if it hits at a, the light hits at a certain angle at the right time, then mm-hmm. it, it's beautiful. So definitely, definitely, but, but it still works, you know, like it's not really going to show anything on it. But the fact that I heard that crack, like that was the end of that shoe for that day. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Yeah. That's depressed. I would have cried. I yeah, it's, cried. it's the worst. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, and then, that, oh my gosh. Like, my heart stopped. That's a story. Yeah. Now, for memory cards, I try my best not to forget them, though. Like, and um, same thing for yeah. batteries. I always got a, my Nikon only had one battery and I had to yeah. charge it every single time. I didn't have yeah. a backup. I think when I first met you, you like had like four batteries on you or something like that. You were like, it was like one of our, one of, the, one of, we met at like one of, one of our little like social groups meetups. And you were, you were all like, oh, I got extra batteries in my bag. You were like switching batteries like crazy. Oh yeah. That was probably the, uh, that was the mosaic. mosaic. Yeah. 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 For those who don't know mosaic district, it's a beautiful place in false church, Virginia, I believe Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah. And they kicked us out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were in a parking garage. That was, uh, yeah, they, that was, that was a weird end to, yep. And they kept following us all around mosaic after kicking us out. And so we just ended up going to, did they, did they do that? Diner. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I, yeah. They, I, they, they kicked that. us out, but they never actually followed us. Yeah. They kept following us and we just ended up, we ended up ending it there and just went to silver. Uh, diner. Strange danger. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, that sucks. Yeah. You know, it's uh, unfortunate, but yeah, but I did have a lot of batteries. I had like what four? Yeah, three. you had you had a decent amount of batteries. I was just like, I've never met a photographer that has that many batteries. I have two. I like to be prepared. I mean, yeah. sometimes you can get <laughs> off-brand ones. Yeah, like I mean, it's not like it's not like you know what you see on Instagram. It's yeah. like not gonna yeah. you know shout like, out to Amazon. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not like it's gonna make your camera explode or something. Yeah, people are exaggerating on that, but it, I mm-hmm. do understand why they would say that mm-hmm. because I have one that's specifically for that Sony. Yeah, the other two are like some other brand, but they work. They fit in, and it's nice. They're not they don't increase in thickness or anything because of yeah. some issue but yeah. yeah because canon like getting a getting like an actual second canon battery is like 60 70 dollars when yeah i can get like an off brand for like 20 dollars. i just ended up getting an off brand extra battery yeah i actually yeah. Uh, recently got a sony rx 100 mark 4 it's like a strictly for vlogging i guess uh-huh. but i'm using strictly for video shoots in 4k so the owner said he had two batteries he lost mm-hmm. both but when he sent it to me, Ricky compensated for that, and he sent mm-hmm. seven batteries. Two of them oh are Sony. Yeah, two of them are Sony, and the other five are something called Wasabi Power. But they fit. But they fit in there. I, I think uh-huh. they last for a good while. But nice. Yeah, but um, but but like the fact that it's seven batteries, like <laughs> it's it's actually not bad. I kind of like yeah. that. I kind of like that. So always be prepared with that. That's what's up. Yeah. Um. Now, any did you have any embarrassing situations with anyone? Any or any or shoots or maybe. We will save that for another episode. All right. What he said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause there, I can understand why there's a lot of uh, big story. There's a lot of stories that we yeah. have on that, I guess. And we're running low on time. So that, yeah, we're going to save that for another episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause we have a lot of stuff we can talk about yeah. uh, for the future, but yeah. you know, this is a uh, pilot. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, there's uh, so much. So this is like, you know, like we said, this is episode one. Mm-hmm. So much stuff we can, we talked about right now, like as an intro. Oh, definitely. So many stuff we can talk about, like obviously next episode, we'll dive deep into our origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like the beginning of something new. It just, you know, it feels so right, man. Yeah, this is awesome. And <laughs> the funny part is this actually started out as a joke. Um, yeah, it yeah. did. 
Um, I didn't even know about that until like a few minutes ago. Actually. Yeah. So my friend, Chelsea, shout outs to Chelsea. Yeah. She is an excellent, a close friend of mine, an excellent model. Yeah. Shout, follow her on Instagram. Uh, what is her Instagram? Chelsea uh, uh. is Chelsea dot Robles. Uh, Chelsea with a Y. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you say her last name was? It's it's Robles. Is that <laughs> is okay. that how you, oh, that's not how you that's say the, it. That's not, okay. Okay. Is um, it Robles? Yes. Okay. So, uh, uh, I'm bringing, I'm bringing in the, I'm bringing in the, I'm bringing in the Latino in me. Okay. Okay. So it's Robles. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My grandfather is going to, I know. I like as a joke, maybe I said Chelsea Robles or Robles. Yeah. Well, that's her Instagram handle. (laughs) Yeah. That's yeah. Um, um, but, but what about her? But yeah, so she messaged me one day, um, it was actually like a month or two ago. She was just like, Hey, you should totally start a podcast. I like your voice. And I was just like, you know, I've heard that for a while. And she actually, it. she actually used the word totally. No, she didn't use it. I just added that for, okay. Cause it, cause it sounds like her. She's like, you said totally, totally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But she, this is basically, uh, this is what she said verbatim. I can see you doing a podcast. And I was just like, <laughs> I've heard that for like so many years and I don't know. And so I talked to our now writer, Juliet, about it. And she was just like, oh, that would be, oh, that's a great idea. And then she hit up our producer, Shane. And Shane said, I have, I have the equipment for it. You guys want to do it? And I was just like, oh, this is really happening. This is really happening. And here we are doing our first episode. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't like, honestly, how would you feel if you did this podcast alone? Overwhelmed. Yeah. So this is why then they reached out to me, you know, Alex or Peach. Um, yeah, that is, uh, my name and nickname, but yeah, I was asked to jump on. Honestly, I was like, I didn't even like, I didn't know how far we would get, but to be honest, I'm like all down. I have all the determination. I think I like to think, I guess I have that riddle personality. I can bring uh, a little pizzazz to this whole podcast and uh yeah jumped right in i'm like okay let's see how this goes yeah and here i am uh i like to thank me and emerson i get great chemistry um (laughs) we definitely do bro and uh yeah and then we have our producer shane here who uh he has the equipment he has uh the 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 know-how and like he knows what to do yep julia same uh Mm -hmm. and we're also going to have uh some guests there some models from the area and also some other photographers as well Uh, talking about their experiences yeah we have a whole list but we have a very long list of guests (laughs) in (laughs) yeah but uh obviously it all depends on the topic too but yes definitely uh yeah the beginning, but it's going to be fun, but, um, this has been great. This has been great first mm-hmm. episode. So, Definitely. you know, shout out to Shane, our producer, shout out to Juliet for writing mm-hmm. the script. Shout out to Emerson. Shout out to you, Alex. Yeah. And uh, feel you. free to follow us on Instagram. My Instagram handle is son of Sanchez photos. And my man, Alex, AKA peach has a longer Instagram handle. So you're yeah. Have to so it's uh, peach underscore magenta underscore photo. Yeah, so feel free to follow me there, and that's all the time we got. Um, yeah, Definitely. but keep it keep an eye out for our next episode. You know, we're gonna dive a little deeper into this whole thing. Thank you for listening to the Fote Bros Podcast. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Fote Bros Podcast, and follow us on X slash Twitter at Fote Bros.